There is a very, very, very real chance that I'll not make it out of summer alive. kids so as you can probably tell it is summer in the uk which means i am back to my usual state of absolute dishevelment and not dealing with heat well i am a winter person that is what i do i'm i'm made for winter people who say summer is too short you're lying summer is too long imagine having fall be your favorite season that's too short fall is my favorite season out of the four which are there and i don't think fall replies anymore i feel like we need to break these up into like pre-fall fall and actual fall um because winter's huge and summer's huge um, and then we've got these pre-seasons which just seem to kind of come and go and i don't, I don't really understand that but i'm i'm sweltering he says set drinking a scalding hot cup of coffee you know that hot, hot, <coughs> hot drinks cool you down in the summer there you go piece of information for you Another reason to drink coffee in the day. How are you? I am doing well. I'm just answering my own questions nowadays. Again, it seems like it has been forever since I recorded a solo podcast, and yet in reality, for you guys, it's probably just been a couple of weeks. But, you know, I like this new setup. As I keep saying, I think I've introduced every show this week, this week, this month, last month, in this, this exactly the same way. Last week we caught up with Zach, who I shot a music video for, if you would. Go check out that music video. I will put a link in the bio uh, so you can kind of check that out. It was basically a little project we did, and it was good to get back to filming. Um, it was one of those weird trade-offs where, so a while back, I say a while back, I'm 29, nearly 30, uh, I did a, a degree. I have a degree in, in at Lincoln University. Um, hashtag Lincoln University. Terrible. That's <laughs> not, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joshing, kind of. Um... And I, you know, I, I studied film and photography, and for a while I was exploring slash pursuing doing that full time. Um, and then in the last maybe four or five years, I've completely dropped off. I think I made a podcast, which was, I made a, a conscious decision just to stop doing short film, to stop exploring film, um, because I just don't care about the technical side of film as much as some other people. I, I care about concepts and I care about story. Oh my god, phone, shush. Um, <clears throat> I care about story, but I didn't. I don't care about the actual kind of the getting the gain right. I mean, you've seen these podcasts; they're all black and white to save me color balancing. They're all gained, grainy. I set up a camera and let it go. There's a very uh, DIY aspect to it, and it's it's not through trying. You know, I, I find it interesting when people try to make something look very DIY. Because it just kind of happens when I do it. I think that's a bit strange. But either way. Back to my point. It was good to get back behind the camera. And remind myself that that's something which I can actually do. Is, is take film and photograph. I did some photographs for Melody Clark. Uh, her book launch as well. You can check her out. I'll probably put a link in the bio as well. But what was my actual point? What my point was was this. What it did raise as a question for me. Uh, was something which I've, I've thought about before. Um... And thought about it again because it just keeps popping up in my Facebook feed, and day by day I get gradually more, uh, gradually closer to just leaving Facebook completely, uh, apart from having Pages Manager and unfollowing every page. I, today, I, for instance, I unfollowed a local news network because I finally got to a point where I'm like, this, you're just not doing news anymore. You're just not. You're a singles. You, you posted about a singles thing. 
you posted diet tips, but you're not a newspaper. You're a tabloid. Sorry, but you are. Um, <clears throat> and I kind of, I kind of unfollowed all that. But the thing which keeps popping up on my Facebook feed is videos of children, because apparently everyone my age is having children or interested in what children are doing, and that fascinates me. This whole idea that we have this social network where there is images of other people's kids and images of people's lives all kind of contained in one place. I'm going to give you a bit of context. So when I was growing up, back in the dark ages, before the grand scheme of the internet and things like podcasts existed, there was pirate radio, but that was a whole different bag of things. Oh man, I would have been, I would have been great in pirate radio. There was this whole idea that you don't talk to strangers. And that's it still exists, the idea of not talking to strangers, but this the the lines have been blurred so much with talking to strangers because you're on the internet and you're encouraged to talk and get in contact with people and, and hit them up. And there's this whole kind of boogeyman aspect to hitting up someone online or being hit up by someone online and they had to kind of go out of their way or you receive emails and emails relate to spam and spam relates to this weird overall dark world which we live in and cannot escape. And that was my world. That was the world we grew up in. That was the internet when it started. There was a whole voice of people like, no, this is terrible, and the morals of society will fracture, and blah, 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 blah. And sure, depending on the areas you spend in the internet, some of that has happened, but no worse than it was before. It just happens to be kind of nuclearized into one space, and then the media promote that. But that's a whole different podcast right there. This idea of children on the internet fascinates me and we kind of discussed it at the start of the year when i had the podcast with my brother martin and his friend ollie uh, where we discussed social media and we discussed content this whole idea that perhaps websites like facebook apps like tiktok instagram should be 18 plus um, because the content which is available to them can be quite risky but what I thought, or what, what interests me mostly of this whole aspect is the amount of videos you see online of people's kids who just do not look comfortable. Does that make sense? I don't know if I just jumped to that point or whether I actually led up to it. Because that's my point, is that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, stop filming your kids and putting on in that. Stop taking photographs of your kids and putting them on the internet. Sure, have family photos and stuff, but stop. Stop filming your kids. Because your kids don't like it. So, there's this trend. Now, this trend is that you have the internet and you, the viral videos and things like crap, things like Lad Bible and BuzzFeed and all these kinds of like trash combinations where people just share stuff. And I can't, I can't really comment because I'm involved in things like Imgur and Reddit. But children are a weird little little bubble because they they don't have a decision of what you post at all. They're just there. And then you post a video of your kid looking upset or crying about something or being a bit awkward or failing at something or succeeding at something, but they don't look comfortable because as soon as you slap a camera in the face of a child, they some obviously will perk up. Some will see as yeah, exposure, ego, blah 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 blah, and they'll probably end up going, end up going, going to do theatre or comedy. But for the most part, children don't want to be filmed. They want connection with the person behind the camera. They don't want to be, you know, your viral sensation. They don't want to be shown off. Even as a kid, when I was a kid, I hated having my photograph taken. 
hated having my photograph. That is why the majority of photographs of me, when I am a child, go from like zero through to maybe five, six, and then after that point, I am not really in any photographs. And then if you look at photographs of me and my brother from that age group, we look uncomfortable as hell. Because we don't want to be photographed. We're just trying to live our lives, trying to figure things out. And yeah, we're going to stand and be posed for a photograph. And now you're standing and making kids pose for videos, which is obviously more invasive, because um, it gives away part of their personality. And then what do you do with those videos? Is You know, back in the 90s or the 2000s, you... you Give them to family and friends. Your family and friends would come over and you say, oh, I've got this great photograph of such and such doing such and such. You should see it. It's hilarious. And then you get a little bit embarrassed and you, you kind of, oh, my relatives are seeing this, blah, 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 blah. However, nowadays, uh, you're going to put that online. And then it might get picked up by a viral network. And then a viral network might go, hey, we'll pay you some money for this video because it's quite funny. Um, and other people will be able to relate to it. And you'll go, okay, that's great. I could do with the money. I'm kind of broke. And you'll give it away. And then suddenly your child is now an internet, like a meme. You basically just removed your child's privacy. Forever. And I mean forever. Because once something is online, it's there forever. You can try and wipe it. You can try and delete it. But what if one person has saved it? One individual anywhere has saved it and a lot of websites save things without you knowing that and i don't want to get tinfoil hat conspiracy theory-esque but there is a guarantee almost that facebook has saved anything you've deleted because from a legal standpoint they may have to they may have to keep records who's ever read the policy for facebook nobody the people who've read policies for facebook are lawyers that's who's read a policy. You just signed up and you're giving it away. And you throw your children onto it. And I'm like, right. Oh, God. I don't understand how people can be... I don't want to say naive, but I do want to say naive. Because when we were... This is the thing. Like We grew up with that, that overbearing kind of scale of do not talk to people on the internet. Never go on the internet. The internet's a dangerous place. It's full of this, this, and this. Go on educational websites, blah, 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 blah. And that was obviously a, a huge thing for our generation. And there was, you know, soaps were doing stories about meeting people online and how dangerous that was. And every children's TV show had some storyline about, oh, I met him in a chat room, blah, 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 blah. And then he tried to kill me. And, you know, that was, that was a whole thing. And that probably still happens today. But for the most part, we were given that as like a standing line. So when we then grew up, we went, oh, no. Well, maybe I shouldn't post everything online. Maybe no one, not everyone needs to know everything I'm doing all the time. It gave us a little reservation. And then the generation after us, for some reason, have just dialed in. I don't know if we forgot to tell them that the internet can be a terrible place. But the parents are the blame. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm jumping all over on this topic. But you, just stop filming your kids and putting on the internet. Stop trying to live vicariously through your children. They're not comfortable with it. You can see they're not comfortable. You watch any of those videos and the children are just not comfortable with it. Say something funny for the camera. And then the kid says something and everybody laughs. It's like, it's the equivalent of sending it to, you know, one of those clip shows. But... Unlike one of those clip shows which you would have seen, like Funniest Kids or something like that, that moment's going to be left online forever. 
you're already stunting your development of your, the being you're trying to raise before you even manage to make it out the door. Because as I say, they don't have a choice. This is this is my main. I guess this is my main gripe is that the amount of stuff people post online of their kids, um, and 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 families is that a lot of this isn't by choice. You know, I could attend a family event, someone take a photograph of me, and they could put it online, and they could go, "Oh yeah, you know, this is Graham. Tag me in it." Blah blah blah. blah. I can remove that tag. I can I can ask for it to be taken down. I'm you know an adult. I have an account. I can do that if I want to. I can even approach them in person and ask. Yeah, if you had a five-year-old approach, you know, their aunt or uncle and say, oh, I mean, they're never going to be this eloquent. I mean, say eloquent. I've already stumbled on the first one. Oh. Uh. That, that's exactly how it, I can't talk to children. <laughs> I just don't know how to communicate. Um, you know, if they can come across and say, oh, well, could you take that down? I'm not comfortable with it being online. I don't really want to see people to see me. They're going to say no. They're going to say no. The same with people taking photographs of your kids, your friends and family, and the posting online. All you have to do is just be respectful and say, is it okay if I post this to the parents? And the parents' view should be, I mean, from my point of view, should be, well, no. You know, keep it for you. Keep it for yourselves. What happened to just... I sound like such an old man right now. What happened to printing photographs off and putting them in frames and putting them on yours? But I'm serious. You know, it's not often I go into a person's house now and see photographs of families. I mean, it's not often I go into random people's houses. That's a whole other, <laughs> whole other thing. But I, that, that's that's a sense. You know, you, you kind of go to a house. I mean, even my own parents' house. They don't have a lot of photographs of families... They have pictures of me and my brother, um, and I think my gran and maybe my granddad, but there's not, like, a massive plethora of, of photographs. And it's weird, because in uni, you meet a lot of students, and all they do is plaster their walls with their friends and families. And then some, as soon as you get past that point, it just kind of it dappers off to a point when you're in your 20s and 30s where you're like, I don't want photographs of people in my house. I just don't. Come to think of it, in my house, I think I have... Coming to mind, I have maybe three photographs of friends and family which are on display. One of them is a photograph of a dog, which was a Christmas present. Um, A little backstory on that. So my brother has a dog. Because I I feel like this is a mild interlude, which um, doesn't make any point to the actual point I'm making, but is also a kind of anecdote from my life, uh, which I think is is noteworthy. So my brother has this dog called Ozzy. He's adorable. You'll have seen him. He's in the podcast. In the podcast at the start of the year, he spilled coffee of me because he jumped on me during mid-podcast. That was scolding and kind of funny at the same time. Either way, there's Ozzy. And my mom loves Ozzy because why wouldn't you love my brother's dog? He's adorable. So when she gets a photograph of Ozzy, she really wants to show it off. So what does she do with that photograph of Ozzy? She prints it out. But not only does she print it out, she prints it out, she frames it. And not only does she give it out, she prints it out, she frames it, and she gives it to people as presents. Because why wouldn't you? She's like, I like this dog. He's a really nice dog. I want everyone to have a picture of this dog because he's adorable. Put it in your homes. So now I have a large... It's it's huge. It's like 6b9. The weird thing is that I have it under a light in my front living room. And it basically just looks like a shrine to this dog who is still alive. But it's a black and white photograph in a cliff. It looks like a, a, a shrine to a past canine. And he's still very much alive. 
but that seemed it seemed weird to me to receive a photograph it was weird because it was a dog but it, <laughs> she gave me a picture of my family you know if she said if we had a family photo she gave me a picture it seemed quite odd to me to have that but in previous generations especially when i was growing up that was quite a common thing and i don't know if it's because that's now moved to online and you can see these pictures at any time but I think if you had something you want to remember and something you, you're kind of proud of or friends and family you really want to meet, then, you, you know, you, you'd still do that. Maybe it's because I don't have a family home, because I live alone. I don't know. But there's a, it, it raises the question of permission of how much you own of your image. And this was why I was thinking when I was filming. And I went to this event and did photographs. Was, I, you know, I'm, I've... I'm not unfamiliar with people being uncomfortable with me taking their photograph at public events because that's when I, I'm there. I'm there and paid to do it. You know, I've been to weddings. I've been to, to birthdays and people have said, can you take photographs? And I'm like, okay, I'll take photographs. And I tend to take photographs through crowds uh, or when people aren't paying attention because you get a more natural reaction that way. But at the same time, I'm very aware some people aren't comfortable with having their photograph taken. I never know what to do when someone takes my photograph. That's why I just pull a face and I'm like, uh, raise my eyebrows a little bit. Uh, you know, that, that's that's how I take a photograph of me. Um, and, you know, you, you're at a public event and you're paying to, paid to do it. So technically by entering the event, they can say no. They can say, no, I don't want my photograph taken. And you have to respect that because there's nothing in law unless you've made them sign something or you put a large sign at the front of the door saying this event is being photographed or filmed to say that you, you have a right. You don't forfeit that right to your to your personage at any one event, which you know then raises the question of on-street photography. Do you have a right to people's image on street photography? If I go out into the street and take some photographs, post them online if i put them in a gallery do they deserve a part of the profit because they're on the street or is it just documentation and there's all these huge questions and yet when it comes to people's families people's ins and outs the social media it seems like all of that just kind of went out the window at some point because people were so willing to give away the visibility of their family i realize that you may be able to hear a large whirring noise that's because it's so damn warm i have a fan pointing at my knees um which was a, an interlude which wasn't needed. And I just don't understand it. I don't understand why people would be comfortable with making their children uncomfortable. And I get, on some level, the whole photographing your kids thing. Oh, they're embarrassed. It's cute. You know, that was the thing when we were kids. That was that was how it kind of worked in the sense of, you know, your role as your parents is to embarrass your kids. I completely agree with that. That's That's exactly how it goes. Because your kids are trying to be adults. That's... You know, they're trying to be adults. They're trying to go, oh, you know, look at me. I can do what I want. I don't play by your rules. I'm a child. I, I'm fun in the world. And you sit there and go, yeah, but I can make you cringe. Power regained. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And that taking your photograph was one way to do it. It was making your children play by your rules and thus making them uncomfortable. However, as I say, those images were contained. They were within your family unit. They were part of your world. They were a memory for your mum and your dad or to just look back and go, hey, we went on holiday here and look how, you know, look how good it was. I can't think of a family photograph from my childhood where I don't look uncomfortable. You know? I think as well, my mum sent me some photographs of me when I was a teenager. Um, they are cringeworthy. Extremely cringeworthy. She sent my brother some as well. Um, and I haven't chosen to post them online because 
I don't want that out there. There is some cringeworthy content in me. You'll never find it. <laughs> but it's just kind of... That's family. That's that's personal. It was there for me. And I look uncomfortable in those photographs. And I don't think my mum would have posted them online. She just kept them to herself. Because why wouldn't you? I don't even know if I have a point. I have a point. The point is, stop filming your kids. Or if you do film your kids, keep it to yourself. You know? I'm aware that I'm not the most family-friendly person. I swear, I drink, I make weird artwork, I have quite irrational ideas at times. But I do believe in protecting the fundamentals of being. And I think one of those fundamentals of being is your privacy. And in the current society we have, privacy is even more valuable. So just think for a second, you know. Think for a second, find a way to share it with your family or friends, which isn't via a social network. You know, send everyone, have a WhatsApp group, send everyone a message. Keep it on your phone, play it at parties. That's a, that's a better way to do it. That is, that is the, the right way to do this, right? I'm going to solve the issue right now. Because some of you may think, oh, well, I have family and friends who never see this. And it's like, all right, well, occasionally birthday parties, have a have a get-together with the family and friends who you care about and play it on your TV. Because then it's even more awkward for the kid. And the kid will watch it and cringe, and that is how you embarrass a child. Not by posting it online and allowing social media networks to get hold of it. And that is my two cents on the situation. This is a, probably a short podcast today. Doesn't matter. I got to the point quickly. Didn't take too long, too, too long this time. <laughs> but stuff. Let me know what you think. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm old. Maybe my views are a little jaded and skewed, and I'm still mad about the social media situation, which I had to unfollow this morning. Um, but talk to me about it. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.